we are back in the football shed. Uh, my name's John Hewitt. Jeff King is here. Good day. Uh, Roger's still holidaying himself. He's back next week for the end of season review, I hear. No, it's not next week, it's the week after. He's back the week after for the end of season review. Yeah, we've got I, one I more week, and then the week after we're going to do our end of season awards like we did last year, which is very exciting. And are we also going to review our pre-season predictions? Yes, and realise that I got them all right. Ish. No. Ish. No. To a point. I've definitely got a few right. Frank De Boer is flop of the season. <laughs> He's got to be flop of the season. <laughs> Fuck, um, it's cold in the shed, John. It's fucking freezing. Um, do you know, I went on holiday this week mm. to Byron Bay. I came back in time to do the football shed. I think Rog should uh, take that on board and not go away for six weeks. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, oh, I, can't, I can't talk. I was away on holiday for two weeks of two weeks of sheds. You, you, you're the glue in our sandwich, John. <laughs> I don't want a glue sandwich. <laughs> that sounds fucking horrible. Um, but we are talking uh, football as always. Now, always we start with a question. And having just got back from holiday today, I realised I haven't got a question. So, Jeff, have you got any questions you would like to ask to start? Um, yes. Yeah, go on. So, today uh, is the anniversary, um, the six-year, sorry, the anniversary of David Moyes becoming Manchester United manager. Yeah, okay. Nice. Now, David Moyes signed a six-year contract with yes, Manchester so United. been up today. How many jobs has he had post and how has he done? So, he had Man United, then he went to Real Sociedad, and then he went to Sunderland, and then he went to West Ham. Is that all of his jobs? That is all of his jobs. At Sociedad, he was awful. And they won like three or four games. At Sunderland, he probably won three or four games and got relegated. And at West Ham, <laughs> he probably won five or six games and just stayed up. So, three jobs, yep. two sackings, one relegation, and he's still got 13 months left before his Man United contract runs out. <laughs> wow. Do you reckon he'll stay at West Ham? They're, they're officially up now, aren't they? Well, I, I was reading some reports today. Well, I say some reports. He was quizzed on it in his press conference. And he said that during his time at West Ham, he's had another offer from a Premier League rival. Who? So, well, yeah. I, West Brom? <laughs> Swansea? I don't know. So, um, yeah, I think he wants to stay, but he seemed very pragmatic about it. He goes, we said we'd talk about it after the season. We'll talk about it after the yeah. season. He said, we're preparing for pre-season as best we can. However, I still have a decision to make and the club still has a decision to make. So we're not we're not getting ahead of ourselves. If I was West Ham... If I was a young West Ham... Or <laughs> the Dildo Brothers, as they are known. I would keep him. Why? Because there's... For... Basically, clubs who change managers a lot don't do very well. So having a bit of consistency, I think, would be good for the club. And he's done his job. They were a mess when he took over, when Bilic was in charge and he's playing Chikorito left wing and playing... People where they want Antonio <laughs> up front or left back, depending yeah. from week to week, um, and playing Joe Hart in goal. Um, so when Moyes came in, he's kind of steadied the ship to an extent... If you gave him an actual transfer window to spend some money and sign ex-Everton and Sunderland players, <laughs> which is what he would do. Sorry, Darren Gibson's probably up this guy. Um, he'd probably sign Jack Rodwell. Yeah, he's gagging for a game, isn't he, Rodders? Um, <laughs> um, and probably pay him 80 grand a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, it make, who else would you get in instead? Well, 
I mean, a good question. So go back to to what he's achieved before we we ponder the replacement. Yeah. Um, what did him was that run of games. I think it was three games in a row where he lost four nil. Yes, yeah, and that's just not good enough. It's so disheartening. Yeah. And even though up until then he was starting to win the fans back, where Sam fans, even though you know Moyes' style of football, it's no, he's no big Sam, yeah. but his style of football is is not modern. No, it's pragmatic. We say. Yeah, it's very pragmatic. But he, you, you're bang on. He had a job to do. Um, and then he lost three games 4-0. And it wasn't just losing 4-0, they looked crap. They've given up in a lot of games. Like yeah. when they played Man City a few weeks back, they just went, we're not going to win, so let's not bother. But no. here's, the, here's the thing. If, if you want to play devil's advocate, is that, you know you know what it's like? The before manager, you, before, are you wearing a netball top? Yeah, it's, 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 the, um, it's the special from the Netball World Cup, John. Uh, didn't you? Netball World Cup. It was one hell of a tournament in Sydney, 2015, yeah. It's, it's a very nice top. Yeah, well, wow. Like, Tony Abbott did a speech at the opening ceremony. Oh, wow. It was just inspiring stuff. He goes, my daughters, they play netball. Oh, and he, like, God. rubbed his thighs like a fucking rapist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Uh, so Back yeah, onto football. So, so he, when you look at the games, and you, you know, you've got the season to prepare. You think, well, if you're David Moyes, you're pragmatic. Yeah. You think well, I'm not going to get any points from Man City. You think I'm yeah. going to beat Swansea. Yeah. That's the way you look at your league, and you think, yeah. how many points can I amount by yeah. doing this? And if it's not enough, where do I have to readjust my strategy? Yeah. To his credit, he's won the games that he's meant to have won. Yeah. Under pressure, he's got the points he's needed to get. The games that he, on paper, would have gone, nap, got no hope. He's just given up. He's, he's really got the belly Which is pretty embarrassing. But if you're... Think what's happened that hasn't been David Moyes' fault this year. So West Ham fans have revolted. Yeah. So so much that they protested on the pitch mid-game. <laughs> yes. Like they, they went and to they the pitch. And they threw stuff at the owners. Yeah. yeah. During a game yeah. of football. Now, yeah. you're meant to manage that game of football. So... Yeah. That's hard, yeah. you know, and that's not his fault. He's not been there long enough to be able to. Uh, so, let me refer. Like, he's not been there long enough for it to be his fault. He's yeah. also doesn't have the rapport strong enough with the fans to tell them to calm down. They don't respect him yeah. at all. So he can't stand up there as a figurehead going, "Look, relax." Yeah. You know, Chill all he's got to do yeah. is take a step back and go, "Look, I haven't got a fucking clue how we were in this situation, yeah. but my job is to try and manage a football team. Yeah. My job is to keep them in the Premier League, and that's what he's done." Yes, but has he only done it because of Marko Arnautovic? So, like, if and who was signed pre Moyes' time? But if you took Marko Arnautovic out of that team, yes, he's got him playing well, which fair play to him. But if you take Marko Arnautovic out of that team and put him in Stoke, where he was, Stoke wouldn't have just got relegated. Uh, I'm not okay. I think that that's an interesting point. I think Marko Arnautovic is the type of player who is either too good for a bottom side in the Premier League or deserves everything he gets in the bottom side of the Premier League he either yeah. doesn't try or he's a world beater yeah. and I think at Stoke he wasn't trying so yeah. if anything Moyes has got that bloke to try whilst still sitting in the bottom six in the Premier League yeah. so I give Moyes credit for motivating him and playing a side that also where would they be without Mark Noble yeah true He's he's been immense this season. Yeah. He's always immense he's been yeah. there 15 years yeah, he's so like old like, it's <laughs> outrageous um and he's he's never still never played for England. No, never played. He played. Uh, he captained England because his famous stat is he's captained England at under twenty ones all the way down to under fifteen at every age group in that order. Well, I think he went under fifteen <laughs> first. 
and then on the 16s. But he captained every age group, never got a cap at senior level. They should give him the old Leon Osmond, shouldn't they? Where they <laughs> just, just like, reel him out on a wheelchair at age 36, going, go on, go on, mate. Just have a run Set around. him in, go on, and then we'll give you a standing ovation when we sub you off on 86 minutes and go, oh. Then when he's on the radio, they can go, ex-England international, Mark Noble, and he can bloody beam, yes. with, beam with grins. <laughs> with his 1-0 win against... Norway yeah so I mean sorry back to David Moyes I don't know whether he should leave I don't know whether he should get the sack if I was a West Ham fan I wouldn't condone keeping him because I would be so emotionally attached to the type of football they play and I think it's a disgrace however not being a West Ham fan I can be pragmatic and I can go well what else do you expect the position that Billich left you in was uh, a disgrace to your club and Moyes has done a good job cracking out of that um, so whilst we're on clubs that have managed to stay up I think we need to talk about Huddersfield that have just drawn this morning with Chelsea 1-0 and then they drew 0-0 was it with Spurs at the weekend Man City yeah. sorry um, at the weekend so two draws out of games that everyone said they're going to lose or they're not going to get any more points out of these last three games they've got two points out of the last two games bloody good on them it's great I think that we have been looking at their last three fixtures what have they got this weekend Man United Arsenal Arsenal, yeah Yeah. we've been looking at their last three fixtures for months going okay well if they don't have enough points by by three games to go they're they're kaput yeah they're fucked but I couldn't believe that draw with Spurs and obviously I mean did you you see Morata miss his one on one no took it around the keeper but took it too far and then just Morata so pants isn't he (laughs) like he's actually got pants on his head (laughs) he is pretty shit (laughs) and if that was Costa if Morata cost 60 million pounds shut fuck yeah like no I just because sorry that's not even a phrase (laughs) um but he started the season okay, but he's gone off the boil massively. Like Chelsea have got to get rid of him, haven't they? Like, who's gonna? How are they gonna recoup sixty million pounds on him? Juve want him, which like, because he played on Juve uh, for two years from Real and then went back to Real. Maybe this is the new. So- you know, those players who used to get sold for thirty million every week, and then just because keep- they would just retain their value because yeah. someone would still, you know, because he's played for Real Madrid. Oh, he must got- be good. Yeah. He'll be that, but sixty. Yeah. So it'll be uh, £55 million to this play, but I, I don't think so. I think he's been woeful, and yeah. he's the reason why Chelsea are in the state that they're in. Sorry, I know, I know we're digressing, but no, yeah. um, but Huddersfield looked great. Uh, I've got to say that um, Huddersfield's goal, who was it who... Um, uh, Moy crossed it in for Laporte. Laporte, Le, Le bang! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, great ball by Moy. Now, it wasn't a typical... Um, it's not like a cross that you're going to go, oh, look at that whipped yeah, ball, yeah. whatever. However, he managed to force an, an outswinging angle from the centre of midfield, and it was yeah. like a looped yeah. hoof. Yeah. Looped, outswinging, <laughs> precision hoof. Which actually is, it, it yeah. created an angle for the striker, which didn't happen. Right. That's yeah. the whole point. But the the way that the striker took the ball, took the ball around the goalkeeper is marginally a foul. Yeah, okay. And... There was a there was an impact and it dropped to him and he just slotted it into the empty net. But yeah. in an, on another day in another league, they, the whistle would have gone. Yeah, but I think Huddersfield have done amazing considering they haven't spent huge amounts of money. Um, they kept, kept the core of that team that went up last year, and they should never have got promoted. Like, no, no way, they got promoted by accident. Really, like they played well above their standard, and then to actually stay in the Premier League is utterly incredible. It's brilliant. And um, you see Wagner's interview before the game. No. So he was being asked about, um, yeah, in the same way we're looking at it, he's going, oh, look at your fixtures. Are you worried? Yeah. 
And he said, that's stupid. He goes, this time last year, we were on our way to Wembley, dreaming of the Premier League. Yeah. What an amazing achievement, dreaming of having games like this. Now, before we go away to Chelsea, you're asking me if I'm worried about it? He goes, don't be ridiculous. We're excited. It's fun. Like, this, is, this, is fun. this is the whole point. This is why we're here. Yeah. Not, not to be suddenly worried. He goes, yeah. I think he said something like, that attitude is stupid. Yeah. That and makes sense. That's smart. Yeah, enjoy it. Because if they do go down, they're going to miss enjoying a away game at Chelsea. Do you think Wagner will stay at Huddersfield? Or do you think someone like West Ham might come along and go, oh, you're quite good? I think he'd be a great Everton manager. Yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe Wenger. Everton. Maybe Wenger. <laughs> do you know, so if, if those listening at home have not seen the news articles that make my blood boil, it is that Arsene Wenger is on the shortlist to take over from Sam Allardyce. Do you, think there's, do you think there's actually credence in it? Or do you think just someone in the Daily Mirror has just gone, I'm going to write this story because it will get airtime? There's traction. Yeah. And the traction is because um, because Mishuri. Yeah, okay. So Mishuri oh, was, on the, was on the board at yeah. Arsenal with Arsene Wenger. And you know, Arsene Wenger was just basically bum chums with everyone on the yeah. board. So they know each other very, very well. So as soon as he becomes available, or became available, there was contact and they'd be Everton would be willing to match his eight million pounds a year that he was on at Arsenal. Eight million a year. He'd be the second top paid manager in the league. Um so but that I think that Arsene Wenger would struggle to go to another English side having been Arsenal for twenty two years. Yeah, I can't see him managing another English club. Like I can see him going to Paris Saint Germain or the France national team or somewhere in Italy, maybe into Milan or somewhere. Um but I can't See him managing. Imagine him going to manage against Arsenal. And this is the this is the problem, right? Because you know the perfect job for him. Mm. It's the Arsenal job. (laughs) (laughs) Probably is. It it totally is. They play his type of football. Like hear me out. (laughs) His type of football. They're about the level that he deserves to go in at. He's not good enough to to go in at Man City or like that's not him. he's he still wants to be competitive doesn't want yeah. to go to international they've got money to spend yeah. he's probably perfect for the fucking Arsenal job <laughs> <laughs> and if it wasn't him and if it wasn't Arsenal he would be a shoo-in for that job yeah but I see I think he'll go somewhere similar like Inter Milan's in a similar position they play okay football their coach is quite good at the moment but they're at that cusp of just below they're just scraping into the Champions League and just below kind of pushing on to try and do better things and I think that's what Wenger's going to come in and do he's going to go to a club and do and he's going to fail it in my opinion because he's old and shit and stubborn yeah. like I think if he went to Everton it would be bad news for Everton it would be just like Wayne Rooney going to Everton it would, it would, it would create global headlines be super exciting and within three games you'd be like oh what, what have we done <laughs> yes. we've wasted another year yeah um Oh, I don't know. Where I think the obvious, obvious is Paris Saint-Germain, and mm. that'll probably happen. It'll bore everyone. Yeah. I think, or if France fuck up at the World Cup, it'll take the France national coach job. Yeah. Which, if I was him, that'd be perfect because a national team job is basically part time. Because there's a lot of pressure on the French national team manager at the moment. They've got such a good crop of players. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, but like, if he's got good players and he only has to train them a little part of the year, so he can't completely ruin them. It's the perfect scenario. I think he'd die. I, I, I think I think during those downtime he'd just die. I, I, I think he'd, he'd, I think he'd watch a lot of football. Lots of lots of dust would just would just <laughs> come out of his coat. Come out of his yeah, come out of his coat, and he would suddenly disappear completely if he wasn't involved in training. Just fade away. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, maybe football um, keeps him alive. 
Yeah, true. Um, but if he goes to Everton, I would love it. Um, so sorry Huddersfield deserve all the praise they're getting this week and and it's nice to see such celebrations for just surviving in the Premier League it really does highlight what it means to clubs that you know we see see this kind of bitter twisted attitude around finishing mid-table and last year we saw it with the type of football Southampton were playing and and fuck I, I say it all the time when I talk about how Everton are achieving but it's so nice to see genuine excitement for just being there yeah. and and please take that with a pinch of salt I don't mean that I'm accepting that just surviving is good enough yeah. but the for a club like Huddersfield that is winning the league it really oh. is it's amazing do you like I was thinking this the other day the, the, the three teams that got promoted last year have stayed up yes so Newcastle Brighton Huddersfield which is amazing next season Wolves and Cardiff are coming up and one of Fulham, Villa, Middlesbrough or Derby who are all huge teams yeah um, Cardiff probably the weakest link in that but I you could almost envision all three of those staying up again next year with the championship getting stronger and stronger and stronger you could almost have in three years half the Premier League just completely being different teams like you could have three people come up stay up three people come up stay up three, and you can get rid of a lot of this dead wood at the bottom of the Premier League this is a result this this whole scenario is, is a result of what we winch about every month we probably, yeah. probably yeah. descend into a bitch about how the, the bottom eight teams in the Premier League are just crap yeah. And, and they're crap yeah. to watch. And, and, and they're just to survive. I mean, you can say there's, there's what, four teams on 41 points and one team on 40. Like, it's it's really, it's dirge down there. Yeah. And But it's dirge, but they're so motivated to just stay. All they want to do is just survive. It's all about the survival mm. chase as opposed to actually genuinely trying to win anything. Which, if you do that for long enough, if you have a, enough seasons, as many seasons as that being the ethic, then there are going to be teams who want to win, who are coming up, who are yeah. actually going to just try and beat you. Well, because like Stoke have gone down, Swan, uh, West Brom have gone down, and Swansea are basically down unless there's freak results at the weekend. So they're the three teams that have gone down. All three of them have been in the Premier League for a few years. And three or four years ago, you would say all three of them are kind of mid-table Premier League teams. Like Swansea have won a cup, they've pushed to get Europe... West Brom came seventh last year, and everyone was just like, "Oh, maybe they can get in the Champions League." Like there was that yeah. little bit with yeah. under Pulis, um, and Stoke finished ninth three years in a row. So they've just all got to that point of mid-table obscurity, stagnated, and just plummeted. And all they did is look to get ninth again. Yeah, you know that, and that's the problem. There was yeah. never any drive to actually become. And they, you know, who am I? Who am I to judge? Really, I'm not putting my money into it. I'm not an owner and yeah. going. Oh, we finished ninth three years in a row. Yeah. what do you do do you stick or you twist do you yeah. go let's just keep pushing keep pushing try and break that top six or let's just survive because I've got a good business model yeah. and part of you after three years would think oh, I'm safe I'm pretty yeah. safe I'm just going to sit here but the world moves past you players become average players become more expensive yeah. teams with lesser money get more money to, like it's a dynamic game and you can't just sit on your hands with um, Stoke um, there's the famous stat about them the whole time they've been in the Premier League Leicester have been relegated four times, promoted three, and won the Premier League in the same time that Stoke have finished everywhere between ninth and thirteenth, and that was it. Wow. So, like, as a Stoke fan, you're just watching a team just go, and then Leicester is emotional chaos. But 
as a football fan, I'd much rather be a Leicester fan. Oh, God, yeah. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be chaos, but you're going to win stuff. You're going to get relegated, you get promoted. Like Until right now. Until now. they've just <laughs> And right now, they've become Stoke mm. of the past because because they're actually, they panic that they want to just keep their status. But um, Stoke is an interesting one. Do you see what Jack Butland came out this week and said about the signings? That yeah, they... good on him. Yeah, so they said basically some of the signings have been farcical. Um, and he says, basically, he blamed players you cannot rely on. Um, the whole recruitment process needs looking at. Um, Charlie Adam came out and said some of the players were getting away with murder. Um, and basically, they've signed people like Jose Rodriguez from Real, Berahino. Berahino's cost £18 million and hasn't scored a goal for three years or something. Yeah. Jose is out off on loan somewhere. Kevin Wimmer came in for £18 million from Spurs. He's a centre-back. He just plays in the under-23s now. Can't get anywhere near the squad. Um, they bought Imbula from Porto for £18.3 million. He's on loan in France at Toulouse. Um, Bojan, the ex-Barcelona guy, and Afalai are both frozen out. And one's on loan, one's just sitting on the bench having a holiday like they've signed a lot of players on big wages who've just come just gone ah fuck well, it well there's something rotten then there's something rotten yeah. at that club that, that this will clean out the dead wood these players but will go is it rotten at the club or have they signed players that they are rotten are rotten yeah so you can sign a player and go oh come and play in the Premier League and I'll pay you 60 grand a week and you were like we were going about like Morata oh he's played for Real he's played Juventus mm. he must be good Bojan's played for Barcelona, he's played for Ajax, he must be good. Actually, he's a bit shit. He's a bit shit, he's overpriced, and he, and, and Stoke just got out on a whim. He had a good a month when he was 17, so everyone went, oh, he's brilliant. Turns out he's crap. So arguably, I should take back what I said about them sticking and twisting, and they, they twisted, they just got it wrong. They just got it really wrong. And, and it ruined the foundation that they already had in place. And that's, that's the risk. I and, guess that's the risk. And so if you look at people like Huddersfield who stayed up, I think they have to look at the example of Burnley, who... When at the start of the year, I think three or four of all of us had Burnley going down as our predictions. Um, and apart from apart from me, oh, apart from you, Jeff. Oh, he did well there. Oh yeah, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and you had Swansea. Did anyone else have Swansea? Oh yeah, don't. don't. Um, <laughs> damn it. Um, but Burnley at the start of the year, they signed a bunch of players that you look at and went like they signed Phil Bardsley and John Waters. And he's that Kiwi bloke. Um, Chris Wood yeah. the centre sen- forward and all of them you're looking at going oh they're so boring yeah. if they had signed Bojan and Afalai and Imbula we'd go, oh that's exciting they spent 50 million they spent 10 million on a bunch of average players who bought into the work ethic and were bought into the club they finished 7th they're in Europe like there is something huge about that I think that they've bought personality rather than just name or club yeah, and they also have that bloke in Centipede who's fucking great, don't they? DeFore. Yeah, Stephen DeFore. Yes. I, I can't believe they, they convinced him to go to, yeah, to Burnley. But if he if you can be a Stephen DeFore and have like nine other outfield workhorses, yeah. then you're going to be amazing. Yeah. Like imagine if Jack Wiltshire had nine other outfield workhorses <laughs> and, he, and he just got to just stand, stand there. there and be a quarterback. Yeah. Like it would be amazing. And, and essentially that's the role Stephen DeFore plays in Burnley. Yeah. So... There's a balance, and I think Stoke got the balance drastically wrong. But when we say there's, you know, there's not much to play. We're looking at um, Swansea going down. Now I'm I'm going to throw the cat amongst the pigeons here. Yeah. Obviously, it's mathematically po- oh, they're three points behind Southampton. If, if for those who are just listening, Southampton are on 36 points, Swansea are on 33 points. Yeah. 
So you'd, you'd think that Southampton lose, Swansea win, great, they're joint. So you look at goal difference. Nine goals Now there's nine goals difference. So you think, okay, well, am I just clutching at straws? Who are they playing next week? Now, here's where it gets interesting. Is there one team that can score five goals past you for fun? Man City. Man City. Guess who Southampton are playing? Man City. Okay. And now, is there Mark a team... Hughes has the worst record against Man City. Like, he just always gets dicks. But he lost 7-0 with them Stoke this oh. year. So now, is there a team that Swansea could possibly score against? Stoke. Yes, Stoke City. <laughs> <laughs> That's who Swansea are playing. Swansea are at home. Now, I mean, look, it's if... interesting. This is, a, this is a good... Without Swansea actually doing better yeah. independently and winning yeah. the game of football that all they had to do was win and they'd be, be- they'd be fine... If, if you ignore all those results and it's just independent, this is what's going on, isolation this week. It's as good a situation as Swansea can find, especially because Man City are on 97 points. No team has ever got 100 points in one Premier League season, and that's what they want. And they are going to go nuts. Yeah. The only thing is Swansea can't score goals. No, and Swansea haven't uh, won... A point in like, I think they've lost their last seven or something stupid. Like they've had a horrible run. Lost their last eight, I think. And do you know the week before this losing streak started was when Mourinho came out and said Carvajal yes. should be manager of the season. Look what he's done at Swansea the week before. <laughs> um, do you know what I really want to happen though? I want it to be half time on because all the games are at the same time. Yeah, on Sunday at midnight. Um, I want Swansea to be 2-0 up and Southampton to be 3-0 down at half-time. Because then everyone will start believing it and everyone will get nervous. It's the hope that kills you. And I fucking hate Mark Hughes as a manager, so I'd love it if he got relegated twice in a season. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I, I can only agree with that. I, I, I think he deserves public humiliation. <laughs> um, yes, I think that's fair. Uh, Spurs have locked in their top four spot today. Yes, yeah, I wanted to talk about top four. So they're guaranteed, aren't they? Yeah. So it's only between Liverpool and Chelsea. There's two points in it. Uh, Liverpool in fourth on 72, Chelsea in fifth on 70. So who are they playing this week, each of them? Uh, I don't know, actually. I've got the fixtures here. Uh, Liverpool play Brighton at home. Brighton are up. Um, so they are on the beach. Yeah. Um, and uh, fair play to Chris Hutton as well. He's done a really good job there. Chelsea have got Newcastle away, who are on the beach. My only thing is Liverpool, obviously, have got a Champions League final. It's two weeks away. Mm. So you'd think that they'd just go run around lots. You've got two weeks to recover. But it's going to be the back of your mind. You don't want to do what... Oxley Chamberlain did in the semi-final get yeah. injured miss the Champions League final miss the World Cup and they see Oxley Chamberlain every day they have the reminder of that every day and Chelsea drawing this morning was such a disgraceful result for them they would have been in a very different situation now and the last day would have been a very different place that's a good point if they would beaten the Huddersfield this morning they'd be on the same points wouldn't same they? points and then it would have just been shoot off and that would have been a very exciting thing for the for the football loving public and now we're going to... Struggling with things to... Well, I just, who knows? I think Liverpool won't fuck it up. No, I, I, I think agree. both teams are going to win. And I yeah. think it's going to go out like a soggy sandwich. <laughs> um, um, is there any other results from last week you wanted to look at? Um, well, I mean, there was, a, there was a lot of football. Uh, Arsenal won... Oh, we should talk about Arsenal beating Burnley 5-0 because Wenger had his uh, last home game. Yeah, wow, they look good. When when 
it doesn't matter. They're fucking brilliant. They are. They really are. <laughs> and and that makes me cry a little because they can be that good. Burnley well, did get their bellies tickled, but yeah. but Arsenal were amazing. But if they get it right next year, they've actually got a really good team. Yeah, they do. It, 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 well, it just depends what type of Arsenal we're going to play. You don't know. We don't, in our adult lives, it's, yeah. I rarely remember an Arsenal without an Ar- not playing in an Arsenal big away. And there was one goal that really summed it up. I think it was the, the second or the third that there were... Um, it was a through ball that went to an overlapping player when it was a congested penalty area. Yeah. And he just kept... The player came from nowhere and the through ball was insightful. And I thought, that is Arsenal. Yeah. It's that extra pass that often is their undoing, but when it works, you, like, no one sees yeah. it coming. And it's not even like Barcelona who, who play the impossible pass. It's not an impossible... Yeah. Everyone can see and they can't believe they can yeah. make it. It's this extra ball to no one that actually is the perfect ball to yeah. someone. That when you see it, it's brilliant. When it works, it's brilliant. John, you can't get off without a bit of chat about losing against Brighton and Hove Albion. <laughs> You just you just can't. Um, well, Man United did lose to Brighton one <laughs> nil, um, and Mourinho came out and was just like, "Oh yeah, our strikers were crap. This is why we need Lukaku." He gave basically said Martial and Rashford were shit. He bagged out the players again. Um, did you see who Jose Mourinho gave his manager's player of the year to? I did. McTominay. Fucking Scott McTominay. <laughs> How many Premier League games do you reckon he started for Man United this year? Oh, I know. Ten? Five. No. He started five games and Jose Mourinho went, oh yeah, he's been the best player for us all season. Fuck off. What is he saying to everyone else? He's just being a cunt to everyone else in the team. Do you think McTominay knows that he's being a pawn in a big cunt game? Yes. Like, I think it's bad for McTominay in the long run. I think it's bad for the culture at the club. I think it's bad for Rashford. I think it's bad for players like Martial, who I think will leave. Of course Um, he will, yeah. Because why would you stay? Um, If I was Rashford, I'd go. Just get the fuck out. Um, And it's creating a real snidey, awkward... Scenario, like imagine being sat in a room, like an award ceremony, end of the season, everyone's sat there, and the boss gets up and goes, Oh, yeah, so I'm going to pick uh, the best player of the season, I'm going to go for Scott McTominay. Everyone is going to sit there, he's going to feel embarrassed going up there to get it. Yeah. Everyone's sat Walking past Wan Mata and Lukaku and Matic and everyone, yeah. and um, everyone's going to look around and go, Well, this, well, why? This is weird. Past the hay. And then everyone's going to instantly go, Oh, is he making a point about the fact that we don't work hard enough or we yeah. don't. And What's like, a shitty was, way to spend your and, night? And so, as a celebratory evening, what he's done is create inviting and awkwardness. Yeah, you're, you're 100% so, right. And he's a cunt. And, no, you're, right, and you're right. It's just is what it is. Sorry, no. And I'm um, I'm aware that there is there are radio broadcasting defamation of character. So I'm going to rephrase that and say I think he's a cunt. <laughs> I think I agree. I think he's a cunt. <laughs> not he is a cunt. It's not proven journalistic fact. It's an opinion. This is an opinion piece. Um, can we talk about the bloke who scored for Brighton? Um, who scored for Brighton? Grob. Oh, Gross. <laughs> It's Grob. It's not. It's Grob. It's a double S. No. That's Grob. in German, Pascal Gross. Grob. He's been like sign of the season. Mate, his name's Grob. It's Pascal Grobo. Gross. Grobo. It's Pascal Gross. G-R-O-B. S-S. That's not SS. <laughs> Is this how you write SS in you German? You're just SS in German. What are you, what's your problem, John? <laughs> Move on. Move on. It's Pascal Gross. Well, anyway, Grobo scored. 
Yeah, and um, <laughs> he's been excellent for them this year. <laughs> little grob. Little grobbo. <laughs> so, a bit beside talking of managers. Yeah. Um, Steven Gerrard. Yes. Has yes. become manager of Rangers. So, moving off the Premier League for a little bit. Um, my instant opinion is that's a terrible career choice by Steven Gerrard. Why? Tell me why. Because it's a big-ish job, as in the club's a huge club. It's got a huge history. Um, it has no money. It's run poorly as a club. Um, if he He's not going to beat Celtic. There is no way that Rangers can beat Celtic. Like The difference in money that Celtic have above Rangers, the pay bracket is the same as Man City versus someone in League One. And the disparity gets worse. Every year they're in the Champions League, it gets worse and worse. So um, they're not going to take over Celtic soon. They're probably going to finish, I think, second or third this year. So next year they're going to finish second is the best he can hope for. Um, If it goes well, which is probably finishing second and not far off Celtic, does that mean anything? If it goes badly, does he ever get a job ever again? I'm going to disagree with that completely. Okay. Because, <laughs> and not because I enjoy disagreeing. disagreeing with that completely, but I actually disagree. Mm. I actually feel like, so he's been the academy manager at Liverpool, right? But only for a year. Yeah, but the academy, if you're Steven Gerrard and you're the academy manager at Liverpool, you're a god. Yeah. These kids had your picture on their wall. Yeah, they did everything you said. They loved it. So you're not actually being tested as a manager. They just no. they're just like lapping up the fact that yeah. you are who you are. So he's got to leave Liverpool. Yeah, he when you look at the plight of Ryan Giggs at Man United, he can become an assistant. However, but he, you got to leave to then get the top job. Even when you get a chance at the top job, it's never permanent. They're always looking for someone else, just yeah. like Ryan Giggs. And I'd say it's pretty similar when it comes to club legend and size of club. Yeah, no yeah. offense taken. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's got options. He's got to leave to then come back to be Liverpool manager, which is his end game. Yeah. So he's definitely a walk-in and has been offered jobs in the Championship. Yeah. Now he's been offered the because he was offered the Ipswich job so and MK Dons. If he goes to the Championship, with the amount of experience he's got, he won't be very good. Yeah. He he just won't because yeah. there are there are managers like Neil Warnock in the Championship, Tony Pulis in the Championship, yeah. Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce, yeah. who are a lot better than yeah. Stephen Gerrard as a manager. I mean. Don't get me wrong, I've never seen him be... Because well, he never, never has been. Yeah, he hasn't done so it. these guys are obviously better at him at his yeah. job, which means that he's not going to get promoted in this. Even if, So if he went to, let's say, an Aston Villa who expect to go up, yeah. he's not going to go up because he's not experienced as Steve Bruce, who's struggling. Yeah. Not struggling, but in the playoffs. You yeah. know what I mean? Not fulfilling the potential. Yeah. So if he goes lower than the championship, for him that's not good enough because he's Steven Gerrard. Yeah. If he goes to the championship, he won't do well enough, which means he'll never get the Liverpool job. So the only options he has are going to another country to a big club where you can achieve. Now, you you think that if you achieve in Scotland, it's just Scotland. Yeah. That's that's the perception. Yeah. However, I've heard Brendan Rodgers' name be banded around for the Arsenal job, for, yeah. for big jobs yeah. globally because Would of what he's doing. Would you have Everton? Pardon me? Would you have Brendan Rodgers at Everton? Mm, no, my heart says no, my head says, fuck, I hate Sam Allardyce. Yeah, cool. No, carry um, on, sorry. So... Brendan Rodgers is being touted for the Arsenal job and I think he'd be a good fit yeah. for the Arsenal job. So going to Scotland hasn't done his career any damage. No. Now, when you go to Rangers, though they don't have much money, they have a big fan base, mm. 
people will be watching those games of football and he'll be playing teams like Inverness yeah. and Hearts and yeah. teams that he should be beating every week because Rangers beat Inverness. Yeah. That's just the, the nature way, of it. That's where it is. The, he will get into the Champions League qualifying round if he finishes second. Yes. Which means that he might get into the Champions League. He might be able to manage on the oh, main... I don't know if they do now. Oh, okay. So, if you, so Celtic go into the Champions League qualifying Auto- round. No, they go automatically to the Champions League. No, they don't get into the groups. They have to go in the qualifier. It changed two years ago because Scotland is so lost shit. Their, okay. Um, so now it just goes into... You get, it's European football, though. Yeah, so it will Europe. get to the Europa League. So yeah. he's playing on a big stage yeah. with a big club, which there's no way he'd do if he stayed in England. It, no. just, it just couldn't happen. And he wouldn't take a shitter club in the Premier League because he wants to be Liverpool manager. And he and if you do poorly in England, you never get a second chance. You, no. you either go up and up and up and up and up, or oh. you, get, you get lumbered with where you were shit, and that's your level. Yeah. So I actually think that moving to Rangers fits really well with his criteria for eventually becoming Liverpool manager. But I... Come on, you've got to have that. No, it's, it's, no, it's, no it's, it's, you put together a good argument there, Jeff. Um, and that makes sense. Um, I just... What happens if after three months of the season they're mid-table and it's beginning to not go well? Then he's never going to get another job again. I think that it's shrewd because I think that if that scenario happens, he goes back to be Liverpool Academy manager and he says, the club was fucked, the club didn't have any money, they didn't buy any players, they were in fucking liquidation five years ago, it's a shambles, they lied to me on it. Do you know what I mean? And no one would argue with that because it is a shambles, it's fucked and they've got no money. So he has ready-built excuses for the next two years, I'd say, in that job before it's actually his fault. Yeah, I do wonder though whether he's gone too soon. Like I think the fact that Klopp's doing so well at Liverpool, and the fact that Liverpool are obviously on the cusp of something really good, and he's been under 18s coach. Like maybe next year you step up to under 21s, and you get the slightly older age group, and you work closer with Klopp, and you learn a bit more from that, and then go out on your own. I just think it's a bit too soon. Yeah. I think it's like it's it's a good opportunity for the size of the club with a, not as much pressure as clubs that size usually come with. That's exactly right, yeah. Um, but I think it's a year too soon. Yeah, and I think with um, Klopp's assistant having a headache or whatever it is that means yeah. he's fucked <laughs> off, yeah. um, I think that actually yeah. Gerard could have stepped up into that position and learned, learned his trade. Yeah. So it's not perfect, yeah. but if you're going to leave Liverpool as a stepping stone, it's the ideal spot. Do you know, the only thing it does from, from my end is means I'm going to check... Rangers results. Exactly, how fucked is that? Every week Why now. do we suddenly care about Scotland? Yeah, suddenly I'm like, oh, I wonder how Rangers are going to do. I wonder who they've signed. And, and you know, great work by the Scottish FA for for whatever role they had in making that thing yeah. attractive because suddenly they now have a product. They now have Brennan Rogers versus Gerrard. They have a, they, they have a, um, a narrative. Yeah. And they didn't have a narrative before. They just had a one-team wonder and... I'm sounding so disrespectful to the Scottish League. No, but it, but I mean it is what it is at the moment, yeah. and you, you have one team that's exceptional, and the rest that can't catch a break yeah. because they never get a slice of the pie that Celtic have. Fair enough. Um, moving on from Scotland to a similar standard, the A League. Yes, yes. Um, did you watch the grand final? I did. I did. I missed it. Um, was it good? Um, it Actually, was, no, I saw a bit of it. It wasn't a very good game of football. Yeah. It was a really good spectacle. Um, as finals often are. Yeah. Do you remember when um, 
when Portsmouth won the FA Cup. Yes. And Carnu scored. And yeah. 1-0. Who were they playing against? Was it Bradford or something? Yeah, someone yeah. crap. Someone awful. So it was like that. Yeah. Like, it was a spectacle. Yeah. Well but, worth watching. Exciting not. for its own reasons. But a pretty dire game of football. Wasn't there a dodgy VAR call? There was. Now, this is the thing that... Um, that and I feel, I feel for the A-League in a way. Because the only thing... Everything's getting talked about is the but they had the best publicity after the semi-final where they had that scorpion kick goal yeah. that went um, went Viral. all over the world. This thing was like puskas, puskas. I saw a great great tweet that said, "To be fair, I think Harry Kane got a touch on that." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, so so the A League suddenly gets this. The final series is good. Yeah. We're going to put the league to bed. All of these areas are behind us. We're like looking towards the future. There's there's new rules about marquees, so they're bringing yeah. good players in. More Possibly money. Iniesta. I've seen. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. Well, it will never happen, but go Do you figure. Know who will be the perfect signing for the A League? Leon Osman, Peter Crouch. You reckon? Peter Crouch doesn't run, which you don't need to run in the A League. <laughs> He's taller than everyone. No one's that tall in the A League. He would just smash it. He's, yeah. just, he's still scoring goals in the Premier League. He'd be brilliant. Everyone would love him as well. I think even in five years he'd be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. so the 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 league was on a high after yeah. these semi-finals, yeah. and the especially because because Melbourne Victory for those who weren't following Melbourne Victory put out the favourites in the semi-final, yeah. got to the final, and that was an amazing game. Then they chose to have the final up in Newcastle, yeah. which means fewer nineteen thousand people. It was sold out, amazing yeah. atmosphere in the rain, super yeah. cool. However. Uh, victory scored I think on the 8th minute something yeah. like that and eventually went on to win the game 1-0 so this was the deciding goal and this changed the way teams played in the final yeah. the the Newcastle Jets are usually uh, 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 find pockets of space behind play long balls yeah. play quick play direct and as soon as victory scored they sat back and, and, and just, just nullified the yeah. game so you look at the goal now it was a free kick from just inside the opposition half that was a looped free kick it was headed down from the far post to the middle of the box and scooped in yep. looks like a goal now Did as it happens there were three players offside including on, the goal scorer including the goal scorer so the bloke who headed it down and the goal scorer uh, it didn't matter about the goal scorer because yeah. the bloke who headed it on the far post yeah. back into play was offside yeah. now what uh, we have the A we, sorry, we have VAR in the A League yeah. now VAR failed now when they say failed it wasn't a bad VAR decision there was an error with the system and the system crashed just before the goal and was rebooted just after the goal. <laughs> <You can't>. now, <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> that's so shit. That's there, so was, there was no backup system. It was but the thing is there's no every league that has VAR, there's no there's no criteria to have a backup system that I guess at least it's happened now because at the World Cup they're going to go okay we need two yeah, well, imagine if that was in the semi-final of the World Cup you've got to have two just have two systems because but here's the thing so there's two schools of thought on it now first school of thought is oh well stop your fucking complaining how many times is an incorrect offside decision being called in a, that scores a goal whatever this is football but I actually disagree with that yeah. because I feel like if a linesman is in a situation where there is a 50-50 and they're not sure and they know that they've got VAR in their ear going, okay, well, we'll, we'll call it. He's not going to call that. He's not going to call the 50-50. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to have a safety net of going, I don't want to make the wrong call here. I wasn't sure. If I make a call, it's not going to be reversed because they're not going to play on and score. Yeah. So if it's 50 50, I'm really not sure. I'm going to let play on because I know it will be reviewed. Therefore, if yes. I'm wrong, fine. And because every goal has to be reviewed, doesn't every, it? Every decision's reviewed. 
No, it, it, because it's only goals, red cards, penalties. But they're, they're permanently in a state of review. Yes. So, so, so they, they can't like they, change they, they it. So like, they don't turn it on and watch a thing again. No. There's someone in. There's a few people in yeah. that room watching everything at yeah. all times. But they can only say to the referee, "You've made a mistake here. Yeah. If it's a goal, a handball, or a red card, yeah, uh, a penalty or red card, or offside at least the goal." Yeah. So yeah. So, so if the linesman would have flagged at 50-50 and play would have stopped and it wasn't offside, there would have been bloody. Yeah. Uproar, yeah. going, well, why didn't you wait for? The, why didn't you wait? If it was fifty-fifty, yeah. like give advantage to the striker, whatever. So he didn't put his flag up, yeah. and it was fifty-fifty in VAR. So this game chat, it was one-nil to Melbourne victory. They won one-nil. They killed the game. Yeah. I mean, if you're a victory fan, you'd be super proud of the way that team yeah. managed the game of football. Yeah. But what a fucking disgrace! Especially if you've got the technology there, and like you're right, because the referee um, or the linesman or whatever would know. They've got the technology there. It's going to be all right. We'll trust them um, that when they, if we, yeah, don't put the flag up or whatever, we can review that afterwards. They can yeah. check it and they'll let us know if there's anything wrong. If there wasn't VAR, he would have probably put his flag up. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And um, so, are they going to have two VARs from now on? Is yes. That, is it's exactly, that, it's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's such a. a Blight, plight. What yeah, am I saying? Yeah, blight. Yeah. So fight, schmite, dite on this game in Australia. Yeah, that yeah. that that we are the bloody monkeys who, who test makeup. I was going to say it is like we're the lab rats, really, just getting Absolutely. used to try it out. Which, like, on a world scale, people's looking at the alien, and go, doesn't really care. Oh, you need a lab rat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Don't. Really, and now it means at the World Cup there will be two VARs. But we shouldn't be. It's a Finding final. A fi- it is a final, but we also shouldn't be ironing out kinks the the last competitive game before the World Cup yes. with this fucking system if it's going to happen in the World Cup. And for Newcastle fans, it's got to be fucking devastating. They, it's first, their first grand final in eight years. Yeah. And they've been awful for the last three or four years. Yeah. Like They've been bottom of the league. They haven't got to finals at all. Just this been was great. it. This was it. They had their great run. They had their Leicester year. Yeah, and, and it was ended like that. And yeah. I... Th- I uh, yeah, it's it's horrible to watch, horrible to know, and it actually even takes the joy away from Melbourne Victory fans because yeah. yes, they won the league, but everyone knows there'll always be a but. Yes. So it takes all the joy out of football, all the joy out of football. Yeah, sorry, there's my there's my rant. No, and, I, and the thing is, for those who listen to the shed regularly, I'm normally positive on VAR. You're, I was going to say you're the positive VAR. I'm just think the World Cup's going to be ruined. Yeah, great. Um, have you got any side stories, Jeff? Yeah, I um, can I read out. Uh, I, I've done really well, thank you. I'm going to congratulate myself to not talk about Everton. Yeah. Um, but so, now you're going to talk about Everton. So I'm going to um, read out a tweet. Whilst you find your tweet, can I tell you my story first? I'd love to go on because you're taking ages. Um, do you remember Giuseppe Rossi? He was excellent. Yeah, I definitely remember him. American bloke. Well, American Italian bloke. Yeah, yeah, he's back. He played this week. He's for who? For Genoa in Italy. He's 31, so he's still actually... Shut up, yeah, he's, he's 31? Yeah, he's still got years in him. He's been out... I oh, it was 30 years ago that I thought he was excellent. <laughs> he was a Man United, wasn't he, when he was yeah, a kid? Yeah, he was a kid at Man United. He um, went to Villarreal, was brilliant at Villarreal, and then went to Fiorentina, did pretty well there, and then he's, he's had so many injuries. Because he was, he, was, he was American, I remember, but yeah. then, he, then he claimed Italian nationality. Yes. Yeah, and um, but he's had like six major knee operations. Like his he's only got two. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real problem. <laughs> um, so he's been completely fucked. But he came back his first game in two years, and he scored a goal. Um, 
and he came out afterwards and dedicated it to Alex Ferguson just wow. to say like hope he gets better obviously but also that um, like he was a real inspiration when I was a kid and yes I didn't play very well at Man United or didn't make it at Man United but he was still supportive throughout the rest of my career and stuff And uh, that's interesting amazing but yes yeah, so Giuseppe Rossi's back do you know what shows signs of, of Alex Ferguson's greatness? I don't want to just jump on a bandwagon. Mm. But even the players who didn't make it at Man United think so highly of him. Yeah. And you hear, most of all, someone like Robbie Savage. Yeah, Rob, he never Robbie, made it. He though. never made it at Man United. And, and you rarely even think of Robbie Savage as a Man United yeah. player. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. if he listens. Um, <laughs> but I don't think of you having ever played for Man United, yeah. even though I know you did. Um but he still thinks so highly of Alex Ferguson that, that even the players who are, who are failing, sorry, Robbie, uh, <laughs> or failed, or failed, <laughs> sorry, Robbie, you won a couple of Leicester, yikes. Yeah. Um, oh, it's really getting bitter now. I like you, kind of. Um, uh, even those still respect the manager, and that's a very hard thing to balance because if you're yeah. not playing a player and you're going to sell a player, to still have that player respect you so, so immensely. Yeah. And because Ferguson had a reputation of being a hard ass and he was a hard ass when he needed to be but at the same time he did it in a way that the decisions he made for people's careers they still respected him afterwards and yeah. that's an incredible thing to be able to do like without going back onto my note watching Jose Mourinho just bag out young players in public all the time it's really depressing to watch and when there's Fergie who's lying there sick and everyone's coming out just saying how respectful he was to them and how honest he was with them and how brilliant he was with them, even if they turned around and went, you're not good enough, you can't play for this club, see you later. Yeah, you've got to earn that. Yeah. So, I found my tweet. Yeah, go on. Are you ready? I'm reading tweets on a podcast. Good one. I'm young and... Oh, hit. is it Neville Southall? I fucking love Neville, Neville Southall. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Neville Southall was the best Everton goalkeeper of all time. And now he's one of the best tweeters in the world of all time. Well, so... If I had three minutes to live, I'd watch a DVD of Everton playing this season. It would seem like a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. How good's that? He, um, oh, big Nev. Yeah, if anyone is bored and needs to do something, follow Neville Southall on Twitter because yeah. it's genuinely hilarious. Absolutely brilliant. That's actually really good. Yeah. Um, I have one other side story. Yeah, go on. Um, it's kind of cricket related. Mm. You know Stuart Broad, who... Uh, England cricketer broadly broadly you broadly know Stuart Broad who everyone in Australia hates Um, he plays fantasy football yeah and he was number one in the world this week no yeah and he put a tweet up on Instagram or whatever and was just like yeah I scored I got 8 for 15 against Australia in the Ashes once but I have just become number one in the world of fantasy football for the week, this is my proudest sporting moment. Wow! And um, yeah. oh, good on him. Yeah, that was awesome. Just isn't isn't Stuart Broad great? He, yeah, he's better than people give him respect for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> screw you, Australia. <laughs> um, um, do you have any more side stories? No, no, I'm good. Do you want to go on to our exciting end feature? Oh yeah, one minute. Do you have an exciting song? Yeah. Is it new? Yeah. And that's the same, Jeff. No, I, 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 no, okay, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last week, none of us won. None of us won. So and we were wha- last week, John. We were waxing lyrical about how if everyone listened at home, put money on all our bets, they would be at uh, least double their money or whatever it they was. They still would be. 
Just, um, just less money. They'd have lost money after we week. said that. Yeah. But this week is actually the last because it's the last week of the season. This is the last week that we can all put our bets in to see who wins for the, over the whole season. Jeff, you're on one hundred eighty-five dollars winnings. Roger's on one hundred fifty-nine, and I'm on one hundred fifty. Yes. So it's close. Yes. So. I think you're quite excited about your yeah. So I, bet. What is your uh, bet to I end have, the I, season? I have a traditional last bet of the season. Okay. Which I would like to put on on the last day of the league every year. Yeah. Now, I am a believer that there is at least one goal in every game on the last day of the season. Because <laughs> yeah. no one's shutting up shop. No one cares. Everyone's pissed. just... On Fuck the beach, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if you put more one goal or more, yeah, for all ten Premier League games, so yeah. it's it, it's a ten leg multi. Yeah, it pays one dollar thirty seven. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's your final bet. So my final bet is a whopping ten leg multi to pay a dollar. No, it's only eight legs. You haven't got all your ten. Oh, legs. it's because I've well, I fucked it up, haven't I? I, can't, I? Oh, there's probably I've missed a couple of legs. Wow, but that's still really underwhelming. It's only going to add an extra couple of cents yeah. to that. Wow, good one. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Do you know, my? well, it's interesting because it is the last weekend of the season. My bet's kind of similar. Oh, yeah. Um, I've gone for three games over three and a half goals. I'm laughing because I'm putting 46 cents on this bet because, oh. because I've run out of money in my sports bet account. So I've put 46 Cents on a one dollar thirty seven bet. <laughs> Possible winnings sixty three cents. Okay, Go on. sorry. Con- continue. Uh, so I've picked three games, and I think all three of those games are going to have over three and a half goals in because, like, the same reason. It's just going to be a goal fest. End of the season. Everyone's giving up. Go on. Tottenham v Leicester. Leicester just don't give a shit. Harry Kane wants the golden boot, so he'll score a hat trick like he did last year on the end of the last game of the season Southampton v Man City because Man City are desperate for the win and Southampton still need they're going to win 9-0 aren't they yeah. they're going to do it they're actually going to do it and then Huddersfield v Arsenal because Huddersfield have just got safe and can relax finally and Arsenal is Wenger's last ever game so they're just going to attack what happens John if um, if they only have a 9 goal swing and Swansea win and Southampton lose so they're joint on points and joint on goal difference. Then it goes on head to head. So Southampton beats Swansea in that last game. Yeah. And but I don't know what happened in the reserves. What if it was the same? If that's the same, it's alphabetical order. Goal score. Is it alphabetical order? <laughs> no. Because goal. they're both S's. Oh, you'd be so pissed off if it was alphabetical order. No. Sw- oh, <laughs> stupid Welsh words. <laughs> Swansea. <laughs> stupid swans. <laughs> Why weren't they Sands? Sandsy. Um, With an A. <laughs> no, it goes on goal scored. And then if that's the same... It's alphabetical order. Then it's a playoff. It's a playoff? Yeah, have a one-game playoff. If there's no way of dividing them, it's a one-game playoff. Can't it ever go alphabetical order? No. Why not? Because they're just not fair. Because <laughs> then Arsenal win the league every it's year. the Dewey Decimal System, John. The <laughs> no. Dewey Decimal System. He was Welsh, Dewey. I think so. He sounds Welsh. Uh, yeah, he probably was. Gavin and Dewey. <laughs> yeah. Gavin and Dewey. Um, Is that racist? I'm going to get... No, it's only Welsh. They're Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, right, we should get out of here because I'm scared of being in a No, shit. sorry, what was your bet paying? Oh, 12.56. Fuck. It's way better than mine. <laughs> it's way better than your $1.40. Um, so I just need lots of goals in those three games. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then I'll beat you all. Good one. Game. So we are back not next week. No, we'll be back next week. We'll do a quick one next week, I reckon, for pre-Champions League and post-FA Cup final. Yeah. Oh, no, pre-FA Cup final, sorry, and post-the league finishing. And then the week after is our end-of-season award ceremony. And we got the band back together. And Rog will be back for the end-of-year awards. And hopefully guest appearance from Dirk as well so we can uh, see how he went on his predictions and then are we going to talk about our World Cup schedule and then we will be doing something over the World Cup more details coming soon so no we're not going to talk about no, our World Cup schedule because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what they are <laughs> so there's no point thanks for listening everyone yeah, fuck off we'll Jeff. play the guitar yeah, we'll where's week. our sponsorship eh <laughs> Budweiser no Chang it's Chang all over the Chang 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 <laughs> <laughs>